0: Hey there, Sooners Nation, and welcome to the Locked On Sooners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for joining me. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams, and you can read my work covering the Oklahoma Sooners over at com. Make sure to also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Sooners. And coming up on today's show, we've got a big-time recruit making a big-time decision on Sunday. We're going to talk through some non-conference schedules where does Oklahoma land as far as the easiest or toughest schedule in the big 12. And we got several Sooners making their way into the top 100 of the NFL. But first, let me talk to you about the locked on NFL preview. The NFL season is about to begin and nobody covers it like the locked on podcast network, August 30th through September 8th locked on's ultimate season preview is taking you through every team and every division with the help of Odyssey's lineup of NFL experts. Follow the ultimate season preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey the app or wherever you get your podcasts. So tune in beginning August 30th. And like I said, coming up on today's show, we've got to talk about Brandon Ennis, the five-star wide receiver, number one wide receiver in the 2023 recruiting class, made his decision on Sunday committing to the University of Oklahoma for the 2023 recruiting cycle. This is the Oklahoma Sooners' third five-star recruit, their sixth commitment in the 2023 cycle for a recruiting class that is currently number one in the nation. They've currently got three, five stars, two, four stars, and then an up and coming Joshua Bates at center, who is starting to turn a lot of heads and will probably rise in rankings this fall. But Oklahoma gets Brandon Innes. He's a big time player with big time playmaking ability comes in at six foot, 190 pounds. That's a big dude. Who's already, who's only going to be a junior in high school. This is incredible to me. Uh, our guy, Bryant Cruz over at the Sooners Wire, did a nice little scouting report on Ennis and talked a lot about his physicality and his ability to make plays after the catch because of that physicality. Reminds you a little bit of a CD lamb if I'm reading this report right. And, and it's a guy that can make plays in the air. He can make plays after the catch. He can make plays by making people miss or he can shed blocks or shed tackles and, uh, you know, according to everything you read about the guy, he's he's a willing blocker as well. And like I said, that sounds a lot like our guy C.D. Lamb. Now, you don't want to throw those kind of expectations on any kind of player, especially a guy that's in high school. But if you're just talking about a player to comp him with, not saying that he's going to be C.D. Lamb, not saying that he's going to be able to rise to that level of production, But if he's a five-star player, you kind of hope that he's going to be able to. But he sounds a lot like a CD Lamb type player, a guy that's going to get physical, get nasty, use that size and that physicality to overwhelm cornerbacks. He's going to try to use that physicality to break tackles and make plays down the field after the catch. And. A lot was made from the decommitment of Luther Burden, and yes, it was a loss. You never want to see commits, you know, pulling their commitments, but you feel okay about it because of what's happening in 2023. I mean, look at the wide receiver depth you have in 2021. Look at what's coming in 2023, and you feel pretty okay about it. Obviously, it's a loss, and you don't ever, like I said, you don't want to see guys pull their commitments and then go somewhere else because potentially you're going to have to play that guy somewhere down the road. But when you know you have a guy and the crystal ball projection had been leaning toward Oklahoma for Brandon Ennis for some time now, when you know, you have a guy of his caliber coming in after the 2022 season, he'll become in 2023. Then you feel pretty good about what's happening. And with Trey Webb and Makai Lemon and Malachi Nelson and Luke Haas, and Joshua Bates, the Sooners are already off to an incredible start to the 2023 recruiting cycle. And Lincoln Riley has a huge hand in that. He's just an excellent recruiter, a fantastic recruiter. But you look at the skill positions that they've already added. Obviously, you got Malachi Nelson, the QB2 of the 2023 recruiting cycle. Currently, I mean, he could still rise in those rankings. And then you've got Makai Lemon, an athlete, Trayon Webb, running back, Luke Haas, tight end. They've got a really nice core of players that are going to feature for the Oklahoma Sooners in Lincoln Riley's offense that are going to make big impact plays for the Sooners. And then you still got a guy like DeAndre Moore that's on the horizon that is looking very likely to be coming to the Oklahoma Sooners. Nothing's final, nothing's for sure, but he just transferred to go play with Uh, Malachi Nelson at Los Alamitos. So it would reason, it would, one would stand to reason that DeAndre Moore will be following Makai Lemon or Malachi Nelson and Makai Lemon to Oklahoma. It remains to be seen, but it's looking pretty good and I'm feeling pretty confident about that. Uh, But coming up next, let's talk about the Oklahoma Sooners non conference schedule, how it ranks against the Big 12. And then in the third segment, we will talk about the NFL Top 100 and where some Sooners rank on that list as well. But first, let me talk to you about Sweat Block. Sweat Block is the doctor-created, doctor-recommended antiperspirant that gives you the dry shirt guarantee. You can use it one time and it gives you seven days per use. It's been featured and tested on the Rachel Ray Show by a group of firefighters. It's a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years with over 13,000 reviews and is manufactured right here in the USA. You can wear what you want to wear it gives you all the confidence you need do you suffer from excessive sweating well sweat block is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants you simply apply it at night before bedtime go to bed the next morning you wake up wash and go about your day without worrying about sweat guaranteed if you or someone you love is dealing with this you have to check out sweat block you can get it today for 20 percent off at sweatblock.com using promo code locked on or at amazon or cvs And now let's talk about the Oklahoma Sooners non-conference schedule. Uh, Jerry Palm of CBS Sports, a college football analyst over there, ranked the easiest and the toughest non-conference schedule from each conference. And uh, for the Big 12, they picked Texas as the toughest non-conference schedule. And Palm notes, because of the size of the league and the full round robin conference schedule, the Big 12 has the fewest number of non-conference games at 30. Still, only Texas is playing a full schedule of FBS teams, which means that Big 12 is playing the greatest percentage of games against FCS comp- opposition, 30%. Texas is one of three schools to have not played a lower division opponent since Division 1AA was formed in 1978. Notre Dame and USC are the others. It's kind of interesting, actually, that Notre Dame, Texas, and USC are the three teams that have not played a lower division opponent since 1978. And yet in recent history, they're the teams that are often the most overrated coincidence. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Just, it's just an interesting little nugget. I want to say it's coincidental, but it's just an interesting nugget. Um, so Texas will play the university of Louisiana. They'll also play Arkansas and rice, uh, which is kind of fun. You know, if you're an old Southwest conference fan, You get to see Texas play in Arkansas and Rice, two former rivals from the days of the Southwest Conference. Now, Oklahoma, they get listed as the easiest non-conference schedule in the Big 12, and it's not all that surprising. Uh, You look at Oklahoma's schedule, and you got Tulane, Western Carolina, and Nebraska. Uh, Last year, they won a combined 10 and 19, and the best of those teams was Tulane. It's not looking likely that Nebraska is going to be much better. Western Carolina has really, really struggled over the years, and so it's pretty much a lock that the Oklahoma Sooners should go three and O in their non conference slate. Uh, You know, and you don't blame them. Like I think it's not necessary to have a really strong non conference schedule because as long as you you know win your games in the Big Twelve, then and go undefeated then you're going to be in the college football playoff. However, the the tricky thing comes when you lose one of your big 12 games, then you want that non-conference schedule to be able to fall back on and be like, Hey, look, we're, we had a really strong non-conference. We should be in the college football playoff. Now, when they scheduled Nebraska, they were probably expecting Nebraska to be a little bit better than they are now, but it is what it is. Nebraska's dealing with some stuff. Scott Frost is uh, running a program that's under investigation at the moment due to some practice allegations. And, yeah, it, it just – it doesn't – it's not a great slate of non-conference games. I mean, the Nebraska game is exciting just because it's Nebraska, not because Nebraska's been any good. But maybe this is the year that they turn it around a little bit and start you know producing a little bit more. But I think moving forward, you'd like to see them play some interesting non-conference schedules with them moving to the SEC, there's going to be an opportunity for, you know, maybe Bedlam becomes one of your non-conference games. I I really would like to see that continue. And I think most, you know, Oklahoma fans or fans of college football from Oklahoma would like to see Bedlam continue in some fashion. And I think that's a really good opportunity to to have a strong non-conference game on your slate every single year, much like, you know, Florida does with Florida State or Miami where they have those games on the schedule every year, even though they're non-conference opponents. I think it's good for college football and it's good for Oklahoma to make sure that you still have that game on the, on the schedule. And it'll help boost your non-conference kind of rating. If, if there is such a thing, when you have a team like Oklahoma state who, yeah, they haven't been, they're not a dominant team by any stretch of the imagination, but they've been a better team than Nebraska has been. They've been a team that's been in the the upper tier or the upper half of the Big 12 for, I don't know, decade, decade and a half, for a long time, basically through Mike Gundy's tenure. I mean, they've had some teams that have contended for the Big 12 title. They've had teams that didn't necessarily contend, but they were kind of the the thorn in many of the Big 12 side and Oklahoma's at times. And so that, I think, finding a way to have a game at least of that caliber on your non-conference schedule is just a good thing for your team, especially... As you go into you know, your conference, which is fairly tough in the Big 12 and will be tough in the SEC, you're going to want one of those non-conference games to be, I don't want to say a tune-up, but just a test, just to help you figure out where you're at because you're not going to be able to figure out what kind of a team you have against Western Carolina or against Nebraska. Like I said, Tulane's the best of the bunch, but they just went 6-6 six and six last year. And so, you know, they'll be, they might provide a tough, a tough matchup for you, but you're not really going to get a test from Western Carolina and Nebraska, at least the Nebraska that we've seen in recent years, unless they've improved some significantly, I don't think they're going to be much better, but let's get into the NFL top 100. We've got three Sooners that have made it to that list. And so it'll be fun to talk about that. We love the NFL, big fans of our, our guys that are in the NFL, love following those guys each week. And so we'll talk about them coming up next on the Lockdown On Sooners podcast. But first, let me talk to you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Easy to eat, 100% covered in chocolate, fantastic tasting, and fantastic for you. They got 17 or 18 grams of protein in every bar, four or five grams of sugar, and just 130 to 180 calories. Are you on a keto diet where well, you're only getting four or five net carbs? Her bar. They've got great flavors like coconut almond, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. And you're not going to go wrong with any flavor that you try. We love Built Bar in my house. My, my wife is eating all the Built Bar. I love Built Bar. We got little Built Bites for my daughter. She loves to eat those on occasion too, which have a little bit less protein, but still good protein for her. And she needs it. And so make sure you go to BuiltBar.com. If you've not tried Built Bar, I've been recommending it for a while now. And like I said, I eat one every single morning for breakfast. It helps give me the meal replacement that I need with enough energy and enough calories to get me to lunch, to get me through part of my workday. And sometimes it'll be all I eat during the day until dinner time. That's just how filling Built Bar can be and how much energy it provides. So go to builtbar.com use promo code locked 15 and get 15 percent off your next order at builtbar.com i also want to talk to you about bet online it's that time of year again and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season as always bet online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season get all the updated odds props and contests including online's biggest half million dollar nfl mega contest and the world's largest two hundred thousand dollar nfl survivor contest open now at bet online head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100 welcome bonus you heard that right you put in a hundred dollars they will give you a hundred dollars just for signing up so be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo that's make a bet on the thursday september 9th season opener between the super bowl champion Buccaneers, and the Dallas Cowboys, and if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25. This is for new customers only when signing up using promo code NFL100. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Make sure to use our promo code over at BetOnline.ag. That's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And now we got several Sooners that made it into the NFL's top 100. NFL does this list every year where they get players to vote on who are the top 100 players in the NFL. And it's kind of a more just a fun list. I mean, sometimes people take the rankings a little bit too seriously. But if you look at some, sometimes every once in a while, you'll see a ballot released by a player and it's kind of laughable the way the ballot comes out. And so these, these things aren't necessarily to really rank who is the top 100 players in the NFL, but it gives you a, a bit of a vision of the level of respect that each of these players has, or it gets around the league. And so coming at number 71, you got Baker Mayfield, Cleveland Browns, Trent Williams, offensive tackle for the San Francisco 49ers and Kyler Murray quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals. And I think that just, again, goes to show you the level of respect. Now I think Kyler Murray of the three is probably rated a little bit too high. Now he had a fantastic year two in 2020 started off really, really strong, but then kind of teetered off down the, down the stretch a little bit. Now he's going to need to, you know, build off of some of the good things he did last year and find some more efficiency at times, but his athleticism, his speed, his quickness, his ability to run and his ability to throw are undeniable. And he definitely has a chance to be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. If he's able to put some things together, Uh, Trent Williams coming in at 42 to me is just incredible that he's been able to maintain his level of excellence uh, for as long as he's been in the, in the NFL He's an eight time pro bowler and the 49ers have benefited quite, quite, um, quite a lot from having Trent Williams on the roster, obviously uh, coming over from the Washington football team. It was a huge pickup for them, and it, and it really helped bolster their offensive lines run game and pass protection, which they're going to need. If, if Trey Lance, their rookie quarterback, is going to take over the job, take over the starting job, then they'll need Trent Williams to help have another great year and provide some stability along the offensive line and, and some some protection for Trey Lance. And then at number 71, you got Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield helped the Cleveland Browns get their first playoff win in, in like two decades. Uh, something, something that's been incredible is just watching the the maturation process of, of Baker and watching his um, performance improve as well. I mean, he's been a quarterback that, you know, has always had the spotlight on him since, you know, coming to Oklahoma, a lot of it because of his brash, um, demeanor his brash persona, but he's starting to kind of like level that out a little bit, but the, the play on the field continues to be really, really strong. And, and he's been a great player for Cleveland and he continues to ascend. And I think, you know, going into 2021, now he's in a really tough division with the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens and, you know, an up and coming Cincinnati Bengals team, but, you know the, the browns are still a really good team and they're going to be a favorite to win the AFC North sorry not the NFC North the AFC North and so looking forward to watching baker uh, i think of all three of these guys baker is probably the one I'm, I'm most intrigued to watch uh, just to see if he can take another step forward obviously i'm excited to watch kyler as well he's he is just a human highlight reel every time he takes the field just because of his elusiveness and ability to to make plays um on the move uh, but I think seeing if the Cleveland Browns and Baker Mayfield can take another step forward in the NFL, can they get to the AFC championship game? Can they make it to the Super Bowl? I mean, they're, they've got a lot of talent on that team, and, and it's, they're going to have a chance. With Kevin Stavansky as the head coach, he's really done a nice job of finding a scheme that really fits Baker Mayfield's uh, skill set quite well. And so that's going to do it for today's episode of the Lock On Sooners podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining the show. We appreciate it. We're looking forward to continuing to talk Oklahoma Sooners football. We only got 12 days left until we get to see Oklahoma play two lane. We'll continue our positional preview this week. We've got some big guests coming up on the show for tomorrow's episode. So you make sure you want to tune in for that. But until tomorrow, I'm John Williams, Boomer Sooner.